Welcome to Four Dimensions for Teachers, a podcast with Dr. Caroline Blackley, covering topics that surround today's dynamic teaching and learning environments. Ignite your curiosity, engage your passion for discourse, and encourage others to join us in these robust conversations, all to strengthen our community of practice. No need to put your hand up. Just tune in as we laugh, cry, challenge each other, and aim high to continue to be the best teachers we can. A huge welcome back. Last week, I did a full week of coaching. I absolutely love our coaching rounds, and for a number of reasons. When we do coaching rounds, we get the teachers who want to be coached, want to be observed, and it's like having that class that you walk into where everyone is wanting to be there. So they always bring with them a high cognitive load for us as the people coaching and working through that process. Because when we are observing, we're not just observing for our own thought patterns, we're observing to then watch what how others interpret the same lesson, how they reflect, how they share that. Anyway, all of that jazz, but a fantastic week. What that leaves me with, though, is a huge amount of things that we can bring to the podcast because we see so much in a week when we're coaching just because of the level of the classrooms we're in, the practitioners that we're watching, and the dedication of those many who are doing a very heavy 4D footprint. One of the things that I walked out of my coaching this week thinking about was the teachers who are having success in their classrooms really know how to identify their strength. So before I go into that, I want you to take just 30 seconds, press pause if you need to, if you need longer. Think about what is your strength as a teacher and what is your strength in teaching? Because they can be the same, but they can be different. Because this week it was one of the things, it's a question that we ask on our reflection when we're coaching, is what's strength? Because when teachers are aligned with, in tune with, and utilize their strengths, it can really help reduce that cognitive load if you can recognize it so you can harness it or you can springboard off it to help you in the classroom. So take a few minutes, think about what is your strength as a teacher in the teaching and how you use harness if you even recognize that for yourself. Hopefully you did pause or you thought of the one that you think of. I'll talk you through one of mine One of mine most definitely is storytelling. I grew up in a house full of people who could extend the truth. We were children who grew up in quite volatile situations quite frequently. And as such, we knew how to talk, when not to talk, what to talk about. So we're quite good with words, both my sister and I. We're quite good at spinning a yarn embellishing the truth. Some would certainly say, and my daughters would suggest that that is a reality in many of my stories. But the thing I know is a strength and I have used and applied in my teaching through my whole career is the ability to tell a good story. I often tell a story and then unpack the curriculum within that story. And I do that in workshops still today, right through to the ones that I did last week, the week before when I was at Childers. I use stories of my own life of my timing teaching, of my interpretation of events in the world to then unpack the reality of the curriculum that helps people link with the story that I'm sharing. So you don't have to be a storyteller. And we've talked about this in earlier pods. What I want you to think about, if your strength is in curriculum, if your strength is in energy, 
there's three places that productivity come from. One is through content, knowing your stuff. That takes time. The other is through energy, and that's creating the environment. And the last is through focus, which can be emotionally exhausting. Now, as a teacher, you are required to use all three of those in your practice. So if you know where your strength lies and you can harness that into your daily practice, it will reduce the cognitive load so that you have ability to harness the others. This week, I had quite a few people comment on my energy level and that I always seem to be vibrant and fully prepared. Can I tell you, these areas are weaknesses for me. So I have no problem being full of energy and it is done with a genuine and authentic, otherwise people would call BS on it. What I have to do though is my energy levels deplete very quickly. So I have to at night restore. I'm very much an introvert in how I regain and reset myself for the next day. So that's something I take into consideration. I have to plan for that. My storytelling ability comes naturally. You can have me when I'm at my most exhausted through to when I am on point, highly organized, and I can bring that to the table. It requires no prior cognitive thought for me, really. When we talk about the focus and organization, because I am, when I'm on the road, highly organized, a lot of people confuse me. They think if you've done the Enneagram, they think I'm an Enneagram one because of my levels of perfectionism and striving to have everything just right. I am not an Enneagram one. It comes from the need to plan over the top so that I can do the work that I need to do. I have to intentionally do that, which requires a lot of time for me. So when you know your strengths and areas of weakness, they're not something to hide from. They are things to harness and to use to your benefit when you're in the classroom. So think about that, things that suck your time, your energy, and your focus. They are the three areas that for most of us will link to the productivity and the outcomes that we want. Now you can apply that to students and we will probably in later pods, but this term for me, I really wanna take a bit of a swing into that self-care because self-care is not about how we just do it for term four or we just do it for this weekend or for this event. They are things we do that have longevity, sustainability, and that we can put into place to look after who we are at our core in the long run. When we try and change ourselves to fit the model of everybody else, it becomes exhausting. We have high levels of exhaustion. We burn out. And if we don't burn out, we have high levels of negative affect. And that's what my research was based in for teacher burnout and teacher withdrawal from the profession. And I I don't want to say attrition because attrition is when we've left. There are many layers before that where I watch and talk and people engaged with me in my research where they are withdrawing from their full availability to be teaching because of the things that exhaust them. So think about that, where you're focused, what you can focus on, because that is about distractibility. Think about what takes time, because that is definitely your content, the things you must know to do your job. And then think about that energy, because that is the environment in which we're working. And when we know who we are, it helps us link with creating environments in which we can work and take greater self-care of ourselves. So I asked you at the start to think about what your strength is in the classroom. And I don't want you to just be off the cuff. Oh, relationships. Yeah, lovely. How? What What do you do in relationships? Is it because you create a sense of belonging with students? Is it because 
you like everybody and that's easy for you because believe me, some teachers are not extroverted and they are not, they don't find it as easy to connect every day in every class with all their students. What is it about building relationships or that you have great relationships that is your strength? Because there's lots of things that can create great relationships in a classroom. If content is your strength, what is it about that specifically? Designing it, implementing it, drawing on the things you know, being able to go from concrete to abstract. If it is about behavior management, is that about interactions, relationships, content, belonging? What is it that you do specifically that creates less cognitive load and higher or more opportunities for higher levels of positive affect? because that is what teachers had in common, who love their job, who can turn up present, who can turn up with availability to be the teacher they want to be in the teaching space they want to create. Food for thought, have a great day, and we will be back in the next pod. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap for this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and visit carolineblackley.com and join our growing community of international educators.